previously on the marvelous patrick show you could definitely be adequate i'm okay with that like this is not good place or this is a really defective good place because... i mean we can't really go into spoilers for a trailer right at 50 some years old man that's got to be exhausting Hello and welcome to the Marvelous Patrick Show. I'm your host, the Marvelous Patrick, and joining me this week is my co-host, Matt. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it took you a really long time to respond to your name. Were you? Were you? Were you surprised? I, I wasn't sure I was responding. I thought maybe you were just going to go on. Oh, okay. I, I normally people like hear their name and they're like, "Oh, that's my name. I'm going to say something," but. So this is the Marvelous Patrick Show, uh, a show where we take every week we come up with each host comes up with three topics. We announce those topics at the beginning of the show. Each host can veto one of the other hosts' topics, and that is how we format our show. So every week it could be anything uh, could happen. It could be serious. It could be funny. It could be geeky. It could be political. You don't know where it's going to go. This is episode number two, or as they say in Spain two because they speak english in spain not like everyone but there's people there that would speak english so last week uh i got to go first with my list and uh of topics and so this week it is matt's turn to go first so matt will give us his list of topics and then i will give my list and then we will do our vetoing are you ready matt i am ready all right so my first topic is the World Series. Game one I, starts tonight. I am not a sports person, but um, if I was, I would like baseball. All right. Second topic is introducing a feature called Recast, Recut, Reboot, in which we take a franchise, a movie, a book, whatever, and we do one of those things with it. And this week, I'm going to suggest that we recast the movie Clue. Okay, I, I, I love the original Clue. I'm, that sounds really interesting to me. All right. And then the last topic is Senator Jeff Flake, who just announced he will not be running for re-election so that he can focus more fully on uh, trying to uphold the virtues and values of the Republican Party instead of the politics of the Republican Party. Is it too little too late? That's the question. All right, those are some really great topics. Um, my my three this week are going to be a little a little less. I think we're on the geek side probably than you for the most part. Um, my first topic this week: new Futurama episode. Okay, I didn't know about that. All right, well you missed it then. All um, right, apparently. Bo, uh, number two: BoJack Horseman. Uh, something I have never seen, but everyone tells me I should. This is true. And my last one is Trump versus the Widow Johnson. All right. My right, money let's... is on a drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the voting round. Um, since you went first, I get to veto first this week. I'm going to veto the World Series. One, because I don't really know anything about what's going on with it and two just uh because like you said it's just starting so i i feel like if we're gonna talk about it, we would probably want to talk about 
after things have happened. So I'm vetoing okay. World Series. All right. And I'm going to veto Bojack Horseman because I don't know it at all, and I will be able to add zero to that topic. All right. That means tonight, in this order, we are going to be talking about recasting the classic movie Clue. Then we'll be talking about the new episode of Futurama. Then we will be talking about Senator Flake. Or I guess soon to be former Senator Flake. And we're going to finish up we're going with politics this week. And uh, I'm feeling a lot of Trump. Uh, Trump versus the Widow Johnson. That's an exciting... That is a... That is going to be a, a just a whiplash of a show, uh, just kind of given the order these things are going to go in. Yeah, it's, um, it's really two halves, I think. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe if you're li if you're listening and you only want to listen to like half of it, it's going to be pretty easy to find the half you want to listen to. <laughs> sure does seem that way. <laughs> okay, well, since you uh, are your your topic is first, let's start with recasting the classic movie Clue. All right, so here we go. Uh, the challenge here, I'm going to give you the seven main characters, and you've got to come up with an actor or actress to play each of the roles. Now, I have to do this all on my own, or are you doing this too? Well, I've, I've, I've done it. I've gone ahead and, and made my suggestions, and we'll we'll talk about each of them, but I want to see if you can come up with any for, for any of them. Okay. Um, all all right. right, so here we go. So the, the, the characters are Wadsworth, Miss Peacock, Mrs. White, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, Mr. Green, and Colonel Mustard, of course. Mrs. White, Miss Scarlet. And then, does the order matter? No, it does not. Oh, okay. oh, so if you've got one that you want to see, then, then then say it here and, and, and go from there. But but I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with the one right answer. Well wait, I, I want to ask questions before we, we dive in. Now, All right. are we now, as a remake of the movie, are we assuming it's going to be similar uh, in tone and in storyline and in uh, as the original? Yes, like the that's, that's the be... idea of, of recast is we keep the other things very similar. Uh, so it's not a remake. We we're just going to recast it. Exactly. With modern. Or, now, is it living, dead, all, all time? All, all living people. Yep. With current people who could go in and do this tomorrow. That's the idea. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Now give us your perfect one. All right. The perfect one is Wadsworth. Okay. Played in the original by Tim Curry. Yeah. And the right answer for this is Amy Poehler. <laughs> to do a gender flip. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, but can you see anyone else running around like Tim Curry did? But Amy Poehler, and and wouldn't she just be perfect for that type of I'll say very Amy Poehler, very earnest? And I'll raise you two others. There's two others that come to mind. The first is uh, Rob Lowe. Okay. And the other one is Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I. I... They, they both bring very different things to that role. Uh, I think Rob Lowe, I'm certainly the earnestness of that character. And, and mm -hmm. I, I have one other suggestion. I have one other, I have one, I have a third one I would enter into that as well. Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. 
does he really do comedy? You know, like really? I don't think he's ever gotten to, but I think that's why I'd be, I mean, I think that's kind of part of the thing is obviously he has an amazing sense of humor. He's a funny guy and everything. He's very self-aware. And that's why I think in that kind of role, because ostensibly the Wadsworth character is supposed to be kind of more, you know, I, more of a straight man in, at, at some moments. Well, that's at some moments, but it's, but then, know... and then he goes, but then he gets a little, I mean, as things go on and things get weirder, he gets weirder. And that's why, you know, like he comes off, he's supposed to be the prim and proper butler. Right. Right. right? So you, know, you want someone who's not going to be zany right away. You want someone who can really kind of just schmooze into it. Yep. Kind of, you know, get your, get your, you know, you get your guard gets let down for that role. And you're not expecting all of a sudden, bam. You know, I think, you know, you're a perfect Amy Poehler. You're going to be expecting something zany from her immediately. I, well, maybe, but I think she can pull off the, the not zany. I mean. Oh, I know she can. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, so. if, you're, if you're going for audience expectations and wanting to actually, you know, play with the, uh, with the role that way. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so any of the other characters jump out to you right away? I'm going to say David Tennant. As okay, well, now you're just recasting all of the Doctor Who's. <laughs> I am not. This is the first Doctor I used. All right, fine. I did not. I used... I used... He's the only Doctor I have used so far. I've Look, oh. man. Okay, Rob Lowe, not a Doctor. Tony Stark, <laughs> not a Doctor. Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes. Okay, I'll... Tangentially connected to Doctor Who by way of showrunner. That's it, man. But David Tennant. If anything, right. you guys could, if anything I think you could say, "Oh, you're just using the Marvel Universe," and it might be because I'm well, looking okay. at an Avengers yeah. poster on my computer. Sure, but that. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, so which role would you put David Tennant in? The the Mr. Green role, the, the Michael oh. McKean, the Michael McKean role from the original. Yep. Yep. Just simply for that last line of his, I'm going home to have sex with my wife. <laughs> that would be very funny. And I think, yes. I think David, I think David Tennant could play this like, you know, this, that that kind of snivelly little guy. Are you there? Do we lose everything? Oh no. Yeah. Oh, you're you're like cutting out massively. I don't know what happened. Oh, weird. Okay, I can hear you. So, it's you. It's it's again. If you'd like to buy Matt, uh, help buy Matt a microphone for podcasting, that's marvelouspatrick.com/slash/patreon. Huh. Guess All what right. you're getting for can, Christmas from me. Can Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. All right. I'm gonna buy you the All same right. microphone I have for Christmas. Okay. All right. Well, so so I'll share my Mr. Green. Okay. Um, I went for uh, someone who I, I'm expecting to have some of that that humor that was with the character, that almost breaking character type of humor that came with Mr. Green. And that would be Donald Glover. Oh, interesting. I said some of the some of the more dramatic parts I think he can pull off too. We, we've seen a little bit of that from him, but I, I would definitely think uh, some of the goofiness that's really centered around Mr. Green. Would, really come up all right all right i'm cool with that all right um miss scarlet i want to do miss scarlet because i have one oh all right let's hear it 
Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Oh, that would work. That would work very well. I said Scarlett Johansson because I think it would Scarlett. just be fun to play with the name a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and there's, I think that's the one that immediately comes to mind, though. <laughs> right? It, that's yeah. Like, yeah. But I was thinking, no, I, you know, I think Gal Gadot is, um, you know, she's got, she'd have that accent, so she'd be a little mysterious and everything. Yeah, I like that. Really vamp it up. That that would definitely be good. All right. All right. All right. All right. So uh so who else would you have here? Oh god. I mean, you just you know, this is something I was like this is hard to just do off the top of your head. So what do you have? It's, it, it is it is hard. Okay. So so let's go uh for Professor Plum. I would like to see that one tried by Tony Hale. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, from, okay, not, for those in the audience who may not remember him, Tony Hale is recently on Veep, and it was originally on Arrested Development as um, Buster. Right. So I just, there's something to that character, not just to, to that, that actor. With, he's not to be confused with Alan Hale, the skipper from Gilligan's Island, who's been long dead. <laughs> no no <That's>... relation. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So that's it. Yeah, that's my Professor Plum. Uh, I, I like that idea. I do, too. That leaves the colonel. It does leave the colonel oh. from the men. And Gosh. so I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this one. But I wouldn't mind seeing someone like Dan Aykroyd give that a try. Uh, he has not impressed me in a long time, though. No, I I know, I know. I'm not sure about that pick, but it would be interesting. I I think we could probably do better. So, Will Forte. Will Forte. (sighs) Or, no, no, I take it back. I take it back. Chris Parnell. Uh, I feel like that might get too character-y. No, because he he can, I think he can. I think he could do either that or I think he just go Alec Baldwin, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I consider that <laughs> I, I consider that one, but uh, he's just Alec Baldwin, right? I mean, so he's Alec Baldwin. I'm, I don't know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep thinking about that one. Uh, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, that one's hard. Um, I'm trying to. It's been so. Long, I haven't seen the movie for years, so I'm trying to remember mm. Mrs. Peacock, Ms. Ms. Peacock, or whatever. And Ms. so there's Mrs. Peacock, and I. And that's uh, you know, she's the uh, I guess the I, what do you, you know, the uh, the widow. Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess. Younger so or older? Mrs. Does it What's that? Was she younger or older? I can't remember. A little bit older. A little bit older. Little uh, bit older. yeah. So I'm 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 pulling it up right now. Here we go. So. Um, uh, here we go, and uh, my wife, I think. <laughs> right. So, well, so, so the thought I had had here for Mrs. Peacock, and uh, Miss Peacock originally was played by Eileen Brennan. There we go. The thought I had had here was Yvette Nicole Brown. That's it. That's interesting. There's something. Um, 
yeah, something in the physicality there, I think, that she could really nail that role because she's there's a there's a throwing up of hands a lot, right, and things like of that nature. So, and I'm going back to community on that one. Uh, you know, I already already picked Donald Glover, but uh, I I could see that. How about for the Colonel? We go really crazy and go Mark Hamill. Huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the Colonel, you want someone to be, uh, yeah, a little bit older. That'd be movie. fun. He's funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That could work. All right. All right. And that leaves Mrs. White. Now, which one was she now? <laughs> uh, well, she was originally played to perfection by Madeline Kahn. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So she was perfect. Yes. Can we just zombify Madeline Kahn? Well, no, but we could use <laughs> Sophia Vergara. And he cut out right as he was going to tell us why. Oh, we'll never no. Know. We'll never no. Know. It, was, why, it was delivered in. Why would you use Sophia Vergara? Why? Yeah. Be, because I, I think she could do the role. Because it's a, it's a, you know, there's a, a black widow sense to this, right? I mean, that's the idea of, of, of Mrs. White, and uh, I, I think she could do it. There's some, uh, you know, we see that. Uh, how about what about how about going really crazy and going? Um, what about uh, the woman that plays Tahani on The Good Place? Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know that she's dramatic enough, though. Like, I don't see her. I mean, I guess from what I've seen in The Good Place, uh, as but, as having that, uh, that seeming likely to kill someone aspect to her. Or... I mean, I'm just thinking, like, you know, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to play like, kind of against type in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of, that's kind of my goal with this. Uh, Zoe Zeldana. Oh. Okay. Okay. That yeah, would, yeah. Femme, femme fatale. I mean, she's kind of a... Yeah, fan. that would, that would work. I could see that. I could see that. All right. All right. Well, there you go. That's, uh. That was a lot of fun. Did you Good. write any of it down so we could go through it, or I didn't? So I I I did. Um, right. Well, I wrote so, online. Oh, okay. so I didn't. Oh well. You know. We'll never. I, well, guess I, mean, I, just, I guess we'll just have to like listen to it. And... So well, I mean, okay. I mean, we got Mark Hamill for Colonel Mustard, right? Okay. Uh, Mr. Green. Uh, you know, I went with Donald Glover. Uh, I like that one. You went with uh, David Tennant. Um, hang on. I'm going to write these down. I'm, 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 I'm going to make the list. Okay. So, okay. Mr. Green, we got to pick. We got to pick one. Don Glover uh, or David Tennant. To me, there's so much comedy to that character. I got to say Don. I, I got Don Glover that one. Yeah, I feel... Everyone's got to think he's gay. That was the big yeah. joke. Yeah. That he didn't like women. I just don't see that right. as Donald Glover. I think, I think David yeah. Tennant could pull that off. Don Glover's too cool. Well, that Mr. doesn't Green's cut. Supposed to be a nerd. That doesn't. That doesn't cut. I think that cuts in that direction too. Uh, 
I, I'm, I'm fighting for David Tennant. I, I don't know that we're going to agree on this one. All right. Fine. You can be wrong. Um, <laughs> Professor Plum. Tony Hale. And I don't I don't know we had anyone else suggested for that one. No. If, if it was years ago, I would have said Jeff Goldblum, obviously. But Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. uh, I would give you Jeff, that. Uh, Goldblum. Uh, yeah. Um, huh. Okay, and then uh, Miss Scarlet, we said Gal Gadot. We are good at yep. that. Yeah, I'll very much. Dote. Yep. Gal Gadot. She is wonderful. And then it was Mrs. White. Yeah. And who did we agree on? Well, Zoe, you know, I could I could see Zoe Saldana. Yep, I could see that. All right. Uh, and then that left uh, Ms. Peacock. Be Yvette Nicole Brown. All right. And then finally, Wadsworth was another one we disagreed on. You want Amy Poehler. And I, I want Amy Poehler. And I said, that's just too crazy. Well, here's here's what I'd say. I will give you David Tennant if I can have Amy Poehler. Deal. All right. <laughs> so, recasting clue. We have Colonel Mustard as Mark Hamill. Mr. Green, played by David Tennant. Professor Plum by Tony Hale. Miss Scarlet by Gal Gadot. Mrs. White is Zoe Zaldana. Mrs. Peacock, Yvette Nicole Brown. And Wadsworth by Amy Poehler. Cool. Well, are we ready to move on to our next topic? I think so. Uh, our next topic is the new Futurama episode. So, like around a month ago, there was a new episode of Futurama. And, and where was this released? It's a podcast on The Nerdist. And they got the original oh. cast and everyone came back and they did a radio podcast, radio episode called Radio Rama. It was an hour long and it was amazingly great. All right. I'll have to check uh, that out. You do. You, you do. It's, it was cool because, I mean, they, you know, they got the whole group back together and, you know, they tried to squeeze in like a lot of side characters and stuff. And uh, the, the character, you'd be surprised to get a lot of... Uh, I don't want to say screen time because it's not a screen, but was uh, the Borax kid. <laughs> oh, you know, they really played him up a lot in those last. I. They really seemed like they were pushing that. Yeah, I can they, see them I, going. That way. I feel like they really enjoy him, and I and, and he was enjoyable in, in the in the radio play as well. So, um, but uh, I won't do any spoilers or anything. But the the show revolves around um, uh, a couple things. Um, First of all, it turns out um, that Fry is an amazing sculptor, and he makes this amazing sculpture for Leela, but she can't enjoy it because she has no depth perception. So <laughs> they have, <laughs> so there's that, and so, um, and then there's the there's a, a being of pure sound, who uh, gets thrown into the mix there, and Bender's mom. Bender's uh, mom. So mom. Bender's Ben. No, 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 not mom. His his like. <laughs> Not no, like his the the robot that made or the robot arm that helped assemble him. <laughs> okay. Who's on her deathbed? <laughs> uh -huh. Right. So there's a lot of moving pieces there. Not enough Zap Brannigan, obviously. For you know, they only had you know 40 minutes or whatever. But um, what was it say? What was the yeah? What was the length here? But they did bring back all my circuits. They did bring back Bender Bean on all my circuits for the episode. 
Um, all right. A big part of it was they're going to do all my circuits as a podcast and bring back Bender as Calculon's <laughs> son, which led to the plot of um, his. He wanted his mom to hear him be on the show, and gotcha. But she was. But didn't Calculon die? Calculon's yeah, dead. yeah. He keeps he keeps he keeps going he keeps going back to hell, but uh, Robot Devil gets sick of him and kicks him out. <laughs> Okay, so so like that's, we saw that's a recurring right. thing, yeah. It's your right. Right. devil just can't stand yeah. Calculon. You no. can't keep down that kind of acting talent. So now, does this? I'm assuming this takes place after the last animated. Yes, yes, it does. Okay. Right. Yeah, so it's the next episode, and it was, and so, you know, and um, it is largely done in conjunction because there's a new mobile game. Um, that's like that Simpsons tapped out or Family Guy game where you're building new New York with all huh. the Futurama people, which I have been playing since the day it came out because I'm a huge nerd. And, you know, it was written by the Futurama writers and it's got some you know, funny gags here and there and stuff. And so we're in the Halloween uh, special for it now. And we're having okay. – it's an okay game. I'm going to – I might have to it's, check. I might have to check that out. I could use it. It's not as good as the tapped out one by Simpsons. Okay. It's by the okay. same people who did the Family Guy one, and they are much more cash grabby. And ah, uh, gotcha. And so you you have to not only unlock the building that the character is comes with, but then you have to do things to unlock the character, and you have to do that before uh-huh. the time runs out. And so you end up some you know, like there's a lot of times I miss characters because yeah. Uh, okay. I'm well, I'm pay, I, no. I'm not going to pay for the pizza to unlock them, which is the right, currency yeah. in game. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's my only that's my only knock against that particular Futurama game. Um, yeah, although it's it's kind of because it's not just a building game. There's also a space exploration piece that they put in and battling piece that they put in, which is different. Uh, so you know, it's got another mechanic added on to it that's also a lot of fun. The nice okay. thing about the nice thing about it compared to the Simpsons game is the Simpsons game just you leveled up in it, but like the Family Guy game, uh, of of similar style. I only know this because I played that one for like a year and then like got sick of it because that's just like how Family Guy works. You you watch it for a while and then you get sick of it. Um, but the, yeah. uh, the 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 characters themselves level up, and as they level up, they gain new abilities. All right. So you level up, and then the characters also level up to gain, so you can unlock new things that they can do. Okay. So this this radio play was done in, as a way to promote the game. And that's kind of where they got the budget for it. Oh, gotcha. Okay, all right. All right, yeah. that makes sense. But so now, it's, not, it's, a, it's a complete one-off. It's not like a, hey, let's try this out. Do we like it? Down I the think, line. I think so, but, you know, here's, I mean, here's the thing, right, is that Hulu now has all the streaming rights for Futurama just started this week where they have all of it and you just you kind of wonder you know at what point how long is it until one of these streaming services that are making all these shows and everything say hey you know let's make more futurama i mean netflix is going to be getting matt Groening's new show um which is like a fantasy world kind of show um yep. so you know what what's how long is it going to take one of these places is to put money into making you know another season of futurama Right. I mean, I, right. you know, we could do it. I mean, we could do it like BoJack, you know, where it's eight episodes. I'll take an eight episode season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not yeah. perfectly happy with so, that. Though I'm going to point out that Futurama has four seasons still on Netflix. It does, because I think that's from the comedy. Those are the Comedy Central ones. And I think yep. that's under a different license. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think so that's seasons license. seven, eight, nine, and 10 are still there. 
but they are all on Hulu, and I think it's just that little bit of overlap until that okay. one runs out. Because the the original the original seasons were on Netflix until recently, uh, when that license ran out, and then you know everyone's kind of like, well, that sucks that they didn't renew them, but they clearly had some deal in the works, and it you know uh, David X Cohen and Matt Groening always say, well, Futurama is the show that's most likely to come back. <laughs> it, yeah, yes. In, you know, you know, everyone in the wants future. to do more. Everyone wants to do more. So uh, it's just a matter of time, I think. That's 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 really. But yeah, check out the. It's on the Nerdist podcast. So just you know, wherever you just go to nerdist.com, I think, or whatever. And we're a podcast. Well, we're promoting Chris Hardwick's podcast on this podcast. That's wrong on so many levels, given who that guy is. Um, <laughs> but it's the only place to get new Futurama. Right. All right, All right, so next up, next topic, Senator Jeff Flake. All right, so today, uh, even Jeff Flake gave a speech announcing that he's retiring. So uh, I think we kind of need to set the table here. All right. Uh, yeah, people. Come on, I mean, politicians retire all the time. Who is Jeff okay. Flake? Why does this matter? So, so Jeff Flake is a Republican from Arizona. He is considered to be, I would say, a more moderate Republican. Uh, and uh, not someone who has gotten along with Donald Trump and has, uh, and as of today, announced that he will not be running so that uh, he doesn't have to deal with Trump amounting a, a threat to his candidacy. You know, a, a further right-wing Trumpian candidate running against him in primaries, because if Flake has to engage in that, uh, he's not going to be able to govern effectively. He's not going to be able to stand up uh, for the values that he believes in. Now, this is interesting because he actually already has a primary challenger in Arizona. Right. Uh, if he had been running, which is somebody who's very much to his right, which, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a Steve Bannon, uh, I won't say sponsored, but perhaps supported, if nothing else, kind of candidate someone who trump has i think mentioned a few times in support of so i mean he was going to be he was one of bannon's targets to be primaried so this is interesting on so many levels what this does um you know not just for 2018 because arizona obviously has been a very red state it's also where john mccain is at and john mccain is on death watch right right i mean he is it's yeah it is it's fascinating yes like you said on so many levels i mean and i think that there's big your, your proximity alert i'm going off again i can't hear you oh all right so um there's a big concern about right what happens does arizona move further right um do you know do the republicans win there do the democrats come in right do it, they is this an opportunity now i mean this is potentially two these are two senate seats um, that should have been safe red that could potentially it could become a purple state if nothing else you know where it's a red and a blue um, or you know this this is there's a lot of, there's a lot of weirdness happening and also this this is of note because Trump has also been feuding with the with Trump uh, Trump and McCain have been have been feuding uh, quite a bit lately obviously and now McCain's uh, on his deathbed he's got nothing left to lose so he's just been you know he, made a comment this week. So Arizona, which is a deeply red state on the border, which, you know, build that wall, which obviously is never going right. to be built. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, 
just logistically, it's a physical impossibility, right? Um, and, and and Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and I mean, all these things, Arizona right. is turned into just this hotbed of of uh, of basically the battle for the soul of the Republican Party. Now, full disclosure, in case people don't know, I am nowhere near a Republican. I am, I am a very liberal Democrat. And so, you know, you might think that I'm looking at this with a bit of glee or, you know, just kind of doing the Michael Jackson eating popcorn uh, meme. But the truth is, uh, politics for me is like other people's sports. And I want there to be two strong, if we're going to have a two-party system, I want two parties that are strong and good and noble and actually able to do things just you know maybe have different perspectives right i i don't want it to be a one team wins the other team has to lose for the good of the nation kind of thing i want to be like well we're trying my thing next time we'll try your thing i mean that's that's you know the thing that we you know works the best i think that most people would like to see not just a one side takes all wait until we get back in so i'm not with glee at this at all i i i like you know the republican party has values i can respect and for this to happen, this this battle for the soul of the party, it's like, well, man, you guys, are you a year too late? <laughs> but, you know, it's it's fascinating, right? Because like you say, this, well, first off, I'm, Arizona being that deeply red state, but you look at the, both of their senators being these very moderate, reasonable, kind of the more noble of the politicians, uh, you know, um, both of them standing up and demonstrating that. Uh, with some conviction. And so I think that is a really uh, just a, a compelling storyline. Does does another, uh, you know, more moderate conservative decide to run in Arizona? Does someone take up that banner? Um, or does it just push, you know, Roy Moore, you know, to the to the right that that, you know, judge out of Alabama, I think. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, is, is that what we get from Arizona? Or does Arizona, you know, we, Arizona seems to have that, we like the, the noble, the, the, you know, the true conservative values and that very value-oriented approach. And so, you know, I think it would be really, really interesting to see what does happen there, uh, you know, um, going forward, right? And, you know, so then you throw someone out like Gabby Giffords, right? She's from Arizona. Um, and and so there's there are certainly some... You know, notable people there who have been elected in Arizona as well. So that does it does happen there. So I mean, this I is, think this is my question, though, right? If we're having this battle for the soul of the party, did this not happen last year? Because no one, I mean, honestly, no one thought Donald Trump would win, right? I mean, that's that's his team well, didn't think that he was going to win. The red, you know, the red team did not seriously think they were going to have to deal with him. You know, and. And there was just always kind of this, yeah, he's the nominee, kind of sigh, whatever, you know. It's, but, I mean, they were all preparing to deal with Hillary Clinton. And, you know, but they allowed this to happen, you know. And, and I, I have said before that I think we can link the rise of Trump to, I think we can put the blame, some of the blame, right on McCain's shoulders, actually. Because when he brought in Sarah Palin, you know, and allowed her to be this, this complete nut, and make it legitimate. They legitimized this whole faction that, of the of the party, the the whack job faction, that, right? That, he gave them a voice was... over eight years in the Tea Party and all these things, and he did nothing to stop it. I mean, he he brought he brought that to the fore, and that's what led to Donald Trump completely. Well, so I'm... I mean, 
yeah, I mean, I, I don't. So McCain elevated Palin, certainly. Um, you know that it was it was an identity politics type of move, I think. And that I mean, I it's such a it was such a regrettable move, honestly. It it just lowered discord. But Palin was already a governor, right? Michelle Bachman was already in Congress. It's it's not like McCain created that. I mean, that no, was there. It just but became. I think he I mean, legitimized it. I, you know, I think it had been legitimized already in those in those areas. I think that it just made it a little bit louder. I think what legitimized it, it was, well, I mean, I guess the, the primary process that, that put Trump in place and then, you know, all the people not standing up, people getting behind. And, and that's. I mean, it's it's very worrisome. But when I one of the things I, I want to talk about, is, or at least just mention, is how I'm excited now. So ab- about those Republicans who are standing up to support their values over their politics. Uh, and, and I would encourage everyone to go read Senator Flake's speech uh, or find it and listen to it, because it's it's a really beautiful speech. And it, it says so much. Uh, about what we should be doing and how we should be approaching these things and and all of that. And so, you know, personally, I'm finding myself very, I guess, you know, engaged with or, 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 or you know, um, spoken to by these Republicans who are standing up for their values over their politics. Uh, and I think, <laughs> well, they were getting beaten down. I mean, look at, like, look at Kasich, right? He stood up. He flat out said no to Trump. Like, no, I won't do this. And I think that is, I mean, there were people standing up back then. There weren't as many, uh, you know. It still is. I mean, Flake is a a rank and file Republican senator in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, he's a more moderate one. He's, you know, he's pretty good at his job from all accounts that I've heard. Uh, but that doesn't mean he's, you know, he's not the craven Mitch McConnell, I mean, right? Uh, he's not the craven Paul Ryan. So uh, that's where, you know, hopefully it eventually moves to those those people in leadership positions as well. Uh, until then, I guess we have to hope that people start following the real leaders, you know. Uh, as Flake says, uh Leadership knows where the buck stops. Humility helps. Character counts. Leadership does not knowingly encourage or feed ugly and debased appetite in us. So let's let's talk about these ones who are doing the right thing. Let's reward that. Let's applaud that. Hi, everyone. Marvelous Patrick here, and I have some bad news. Something went kaplooey this week on our recording, and for some reason, it stopped recording me on my own computer uh during our last topic. So uh, while we had an amazing discussion about Trump and the senators and the Republicans and all that, sadly, we it only got Matt's side of the story, which I know uh, he probably would love it if we just let that happen. But there's also a lot of, well, that's a good point, And, well, I thought, and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'm going to spare you all that and apologize you can tell we haven't done this podcast thing for a while. We got some different equipment, um, and uh, it sucked. I'm sorry. So uh, hopefully next week we'll have it working again, and uh, the rest of the episode 
will all it all record so thank you again uh please check out uh at marvelous patrick on all the social medias and of course patreon.com slash marvelous patrick